Hello, everybody, and welcome back to episode six of The Comet Cast. I'm your host, Ryan from Comet Comics, and today I am joined again by my good friend, Mr. Digital, who will discuss his thoughts on some of our topics today while I talk everything comics, TV shows, movies, etc. Today, I wanted to try things a little different with a segment I call Throwdown Thursdays. In this segment, I'll throw down Comet Comics style with a deep dive into anything and everything that is Marvel, DC, and other television shows that are related. With that, sit back, relax, and enjoy The Comet Cast. So, before we jump right into this, I'm going to do a quick spoiler alert like I always do. So if I'm talking about something you don't want to hear about, you can skip to another portion of it. This is kind of the descending order and how it's going to go. And today, I'm actually talking about these TV shows. I'm going to try to stay away from spoilers in general. So these are going to be a little bit more just kind of facts about what I'm talking about. And I'm going to leave out the spoilerish content so that any of my viewers listening now won't have to turn it off. I want to do the best content that I can for you guys, so here we go. We're going to be talking a lot about Titans. There is so much stuff going down with the Titans TV show on the DC Universe app. We're going to be talking about that. We're going to be going into Doom Patrol, talking about Stargirl, talking about the recently canceled Swamp Thing, the Pennyworth Epics Network TV show, Jessica Jones Season 3, Krypton Season 2, Winona Earp on Sci-Fi, then we got Umbrella Academy Season 2, The Boys on Amazon Prime Video, HBO's Watchmen, Preacher Season 4, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 and 7, Fear the Walking Dead Season 5, and The Walking Dead Trilogy with The Walking Dead Season 10. We're also going to finally jump into a lot of Hulu shows, which consist of Marvel's Runaways, Cloak and Dagger, Howard the Duck, Modoc, Dazzler Tiger, and Hitmonkey, The New Warriors, Ghost Rider, and Hellstrom, or Hellstorm, and what Hulu is opening to do for the recently canceled Netflix shows. So with that said, let's jump in to some of these topics. So the first one we're going to talk about is, of course, the DC Universe app's Titans show, which premiered this, it was last year, season one, and we are looking to get a season two pretty soon. What's really cool about Titans, what I'm super excited for, is that obviously if you've seen Titans, at the end of it, we get teased with Superboy, who is going to be played by Joshua Orpin. And with that, we get to see crypto so i don't know about you but i'm pretty excited for this uh this cast that's coming up because not only that we also have people coming back like jason todd's robin he will be back he was upgraded to a series regular we have wonder girl so we got you know donna troy getting a new look we get to see her come back we get to see starfire get a new look as well we get to see dick grayson get his nightwing costume which is pretty fantastic aqualad is apparently supposed to be joining the titans cast as well as jericho ravenger and a couple other people that are joining the show in general are mercy graves deathstroke and batman so yeah that's that's the cast that we got going on so far i mean it's about time that we get batman he was teased throughout Titans. We got, I guess, Ian Glenn. I'm pretty sure he was on Game of Thrones, so everybody's super excited to see him as Batman. We got Jericho, who's going to be played by Chella Man, who is actually a transgender actor, as well as being deaf, which matches the character in the comics. The character in the comics is actually deaf, so they went the same route and did that. This would be the second transgender actor behind the girl who plays uh, Dreamer on Supergirl. So that is pretty fantastic. We also got, I guess, Asaya Morales playing Deathstroke. Chelsea T. Zhang, or Zong, or however you say that, playing Ravenger. Natalie Gumeda playing Mercy Graves. 
and Van Aker playing Aqualad. So what are your thoughts on this stellar cast that we are going to get to see in Titan Season 2? I mean, it was already packed with the team that we got before, but now the Titans are going to be, it's just, it's going to be exploding with characters. What are your thoughts? Well, I'm going to say it, it does actually piqued my interest. I didn't really watch it to begin with, so I haven't seen the first season. Honestly, I didn't really know how I felt about it, just from the initial trailers, and haven't took the time to watch it, so... Yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting show. So it started out with, I believe, 13 episodes, and it was cut down to 11. They cut a lot of material, did some reshooting, kind of cut it into 11 episodes, and this take, I guess you could call it, was more focused on Robin's character, Dick Grayson's Robin. Right. Instead of focusing on each individual character. I know each individual character had their own episode, which was kind of their origin episode. Well, they ended up combining some of those origin episodes and not really giving them the time to explore it. I believe, I think it was the 12th and 13th episodes were pushed for season two so they could kind of build it up and, you know, kind of give season two a little bit more as far as episodes go. I mean, you look at Doom Patrol, for example, they had 15 episodes, which is, you know, is an odd count. But, you know, they do kind of stuff like that. And I mean, last season we got to see Jason Todd Dick Grayson. We got to see a iteration of Batman, and we kind of got teased. I know we saw Donna Troy's Wonder Girl. We didn't really get to see her suited up much, but that'll be nice to kind of see her back in action. You could just you kind of see all of this amazing stuff. I liked the season one. Right. A lot of people they're like out of all the DC show apps, it's kind of the lowest on the bar, just because they rushed it and had to do reshoots. But there's a lot that they had potential for, and I think season two is really going to touch on that. That's what happened when the beginning of season one that they've already got in the season two. I feel like, no, and hey, I got a season two. We can kind of do this however we want, whereas a regular show thinking it's going to be canceled is going to put all their money in. Oh, yeah. And they're going to make sure it's the best so that it gets renewed. Oh, you mean Swamp Thing? <laughs> yeah, well, that's that's a whole other ball game. We're going <laughs> to table that for right now. But yeah, I mean, I'm excited to see Batman, Deathstroke, and, you know, Deathstroke's kids. Ravenger and Jericho are both kids of Deathstroke. Right. Which is super fantastic because, I mean, their dad was a dick. I mean, he was straight up a dick. And the reason why, you know, say Ravenger, how she got her powers real fucked up. I don't know if anybody's read the the origin for Ravenger, but, you know, I'll do a video on it for those of you who haven't on my YouTube channel, Comic Comics Plug. You know, there's there's tons of actors and we're kind of going to get to see a mix over. I'm hoping we'll get to see Hawk and Dove again, uh, possibly Doom Patrol because Doom Patrol ended its first season so I know they're probably getting a season two considering they were the best rated show that they have so with that you know Doom Patrol is hopefully coming for a season two that just ended its 15 episode run and it was just absolutely fantastic people loved it I think my favorite character on that show that was other than Danny the Street which is a transgender queer street I believe is what it was is what Danny the Street is it's super interesting and it was done so well um, besides Danny the Street, Flex Mantello, he was probably one of my favorite characters on that show just because of how well that they did them and I mean it does have an interesting ending you're gonna have to check it out I don't want to spoil that for anybody but bouncing off Doom Patrol we got Stargirl which is supposedly gonna be coming either in the fall of 2019 or sometime in 2020 nobody really knows there's a lot up in the air with the DC Universe app kind of going under and Warner Media wanting to pull all their stuff to their platform so we'll see how that goes but I know I guess her name is Brick I want to say Bassinger she's supposed to be playing Courtney Stargirl in this TV show and 
and I think she's like the perfect cast for it. She looks phenomenal in the teased poster for Stargirl. I mean, you know, the, the stripes, the red, white, and blue, the stars, the staff, it all looked amazing. I'm super excited to see her in that. And then we got Swamp Things. Okay, so I said we table this discussion, and now we're bringing it back up. So Swamp Things, for all of you who do not know, was canceled after one episode. And not because it was bad. It's got a 94% on Rotten Tomatoes. It's probably one of their best shows that they have. But I'm pretty sure the budget was sitting around right around $85 million for the 10 episodes. And they weren't even done. They were supposed to do 13. So they cut it from 13 to 10 because they didn't get the, the tax credit from North Carolina. It was a clerical error and something happened and they didn't get it. So because of the fact that they didn't really want a Swamp Things, a lot of the executive producers, you know, these older fellas, they didn't want the show. So when they got the opportunity to cut off its head, they cut off its head. And I'm kind of sad because I've watched the first episode of Swamp Thing and it is fantastic. There's no other network that I think, I mean, they could do it, but would do it as well as I think the DC Universe app has has done it. Warner Media, they've, they've done great, great stuff with Swamp Thing. I mean, I don't want to see it on the CW because it's going to look like Groot. You know, that's not Swamp Thing. Maybe HBO. I hear there's rumors going around that HBO could be picking it up. They did a Game of Thrones. I mean, Game of Thrones was, I think, like five or six million dollars an episode. So it could probably handle, you know, an $85 million budget TV show if it kind of had the had the audience there. So if you like Swamp Things, be vocal about it because Swamp Things needs all the support it can get to get picked up by another network. What are your thoughts on some of these upcoming shows on the DC Universe app? Doom Patrol, Stargirl, even just seeing the canceled Swamp Thing season one because we still got 10 episodes. Right. So Doom Patrol, yeah. I've watched a couple episodes to it already. Love it so far. Definitely great. I'm hoping it comes back for another season. Absolutely. Stargirl. I actually haven't seen anything on it, so this is the first I'm hearing of it, but I'd love to see that too. (laughs) And then Swamp Thing. I'm honestly not sure if I really want to watch it because it's getting canceled. Right. So if if I hear rumors that it'll get picked up or it's most likely going to happen to get picked up by another studio, company, whatever. Hey, it's getting picked up. Oh shit, what was that? Did you hear that? I think it was getting picked. Oh, up. I'm what? gonna go watch oh, it now. Right. <laughs> exactly. No, I mean, even if we just watch it, just so that we can show them, hey, Swamp Thing is a good TV show. Somebody needs to pick it up. We need to do it to get the ratings up. That's where it's at. That's what we need to do. And hopefully with that, we can get it picked up. I know there are lots of shows that get picked up because people are vocal about it. Look at Lucifer. Look at Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Look at all these shows that are canceled by their predecessors. Supergirl, that's another one that got picked up by CW. All of these shows got picked up because the fan base were very vocal about it. And they're like, hey, this show is awesome you can't cancel it on us now pick it up or else i'm gonna stop watching you you know i've had people that are just straight up i'm done i'm done with sci-fi i'm done with fox they canceled my favorite show i'm done with it so i totally understand that i'm just too big of a tv show nerd to to stop watching i'm not super passionate about that i'm not to sign a petition to redo game of thrones season eight kind of you know, like gutty. I'm not, uh, not, not up there, but not yet at least, right? <laughs> <laughs> right. I mean, there, are, there are probably some shows that they're just gonna be too awesome, and if they get axed, I'm be like, nope, sorry, I, I can't do this anymore. But there are other kind of networks coming into the fold with some of these TV shows, and for the longest time, I'm not gonna lie, I thought Pennyworth, you know, the show based on Alfred, Batman's Butler, right. was on the DC Universe app, but I actually just found out recently that it's actually on the Epics Network, and it's gonna be premiering July 28th 
of this year, and it has Jack Bannon as Alfred. He plays kind of like a young MI6 agent type thing, and right. it just looks totally fantastic. Nice. I thought it was going to be a DC Universe TV show, but no, Epix is doing it. They're stepping into the game, trying to get their own kind of comic book adaptation out there. It's different. Nobody thought that they were going to do a Pennyworth, you know, TV series. I mean, I know they teased in Teen Titans Go to the Movies, they teased an Alfred movie as a joke. Right. But, you know, it's a movie compared to a TV show. I mean, a TV show as a younger character is a little bit more doable. Oh, yes. You know, a lot of people are like, well, what would, I mean, he's a butler. What would the show be about? It's like, no, before he was a butler, bro, that's where it's at. And that's what we're getting to see. What are your thoughts on Pennyworth coming to the Epics Network? Are you going to tune in for this TV show based on Alfred the Butler? Yeah, I probably will. I just want to see him be a badass. Right. I mean, that's what I'm hoping at least. All right. That's what I assume. I mean, Batman chose him to be his butler, so. That is true. And with that, there's just so much action in the original trailer. There's action, explosions, car chases. I mean, it looks like it's going to deliver on all of those aspects. So, Michael Bay. Right? <laughs> no, I don't think he's attached to it. No, if, if they'd be big explosions, unnecessary explosions. Oh, okay. Women walking away without feeling the force of an explosion. That kind of stuff. Oh, like the Titanic cracking in half a nuclear explosion. Right. <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> exactly. Let's kind of jump into Jessica Jones season three, which premiered June 14th. And I'm not going to lie, I binge watched it in probably about a night, probably a night and a half. And gotta say, to end off the Netflix universe, it was pretty dang good. I'm not going to spoil it for anybody, but this is well known. This is a rumor that's been going around the internet for a while. They did, in fact, tease a Jessica Jones versus Power Man moment at the end of the series. We get to see Luke Cage one last time as the crime boss that he becomes at the end of season two of Luke Cage. So that was pretty awesome. You know, he was he was talking about how he would kind of... Uh, be grateful if he ever kind of lost control if somebody would put him down not like kill him but take care of him because powered people who kind of lose control lose that reality shouldn't be on the streets hurting other people and it was a really cool moment to kind of shove off the netflix universe for now i know that they might come back on hulu who knows that probably be a couple years out to say the least because they got to wait that 18 month period since the ending of the show so 18 months from now they might be able to pick up jessica jones daredevil was axed quite a while ago so i mean you know in the maybe the next six eight months maybe 12 months we might see hulu pulling kind of a houdini thing bringing back uh daredevil from the dead but with that you know it is really cool we had that moment we also got to see Trish Walker's Hellcat, which was teased at the end of season two. Everybody was super disappointed because at the time they were axing it, Jessica Jones had recently just finished season two. So they're like, oh, they're not going to do a season three. But they ended up doing a season three to kind of close it out. And it was definitely worth it. We could see Hellcat. And there's even a funny moment in there where she dons her regular costume, the yellow suit with the black mask. And just her reaction is like, it's priceless. You gotta, you gotta check it out. What do you thought? on on Jessica Jones. Have you seen Jessica Jones season one or two? I've seen season one. I liked it. I just haven't took a lot of time to watch season two. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of like what I said before with uh, the whole universe being canned because yeah. of the whole Disney deal. Yeah. And Daredevil was by far one of my favorite shows on television, period. And Punisher was great. So, But hearing this, I it sounds like season three is pretty good. I'll definitely have to catch up on it now just to get into it more. Yeah, there's a lot 
lot of good shows that are coming on the, around this time. The one that I am super excited for is Krypton Season 2. I'm super excited about it. It airs June 12th. It is two episodes in. It's it's really good. I checked out the first episode. It was fantastic. We got to see characters like Lobo, played by Emmett Scallon. We got to see Blake Ritson back as Brainiac. We also get to see General Zod and Doomsday. And I gotta say, Doomsday looks totally badass. I don't know if you guys are a fan of Doomsday in the comics, but, I mean, he is one bad motherfucker in this TV show. I mean, I'm not a fan of what they did with Lobo, because he's he's kind of a regular-sized human, and Lobo in the comics is crazy bulky and big, because he's an alien hunter. He's Glenn Danzig from the band Danzig. Yeah. Short and fucking Bill. <laughs> yeah. So, they got a lot of villains in this episode anybody hasn't seen season one they need to go check it out now we got to see blake ritson kind of adaption of brainiac which was really cool i believe he played the the hand of rao or whatever in the beginning and then you know we could see him transform into brainiac which was super cool because the look of brainiac in that show is just it's spot on it looks so cool, looks so mechanical, which is what Brainiac is. You know, he's an android, and just being able to see that and, you know, in his look is fantastic. A lot of shows when they do androids like Vision from Avengers, he right. looks more human than he does, you know, android. Right. Which is what, what he is, you know yeah. what I'm saying? So with that, I'm super excited to see what they're going to be doing with season two. I'm definitely going to keep tuning in for Krypton season two. Have you seen Krypton season one? I have not. Um, but my question is, do you think that because they're adding so many different villains in that they're going to have like too much plot points at this point that they're going to have to try to fill? I don't know. It's kind of like Titans. Titans has got a lot of characters coming in, but they're still finding a balance for it. I okay. think there's probably going to be in Krypton season two some kind of overarching plot so something probably with general zod general zod has kind of become the big bad in in this season so he's going to be that i believe that overarching arc that you know the character arc for you know the specific villains he's probably going to be the big bad in this one because of what he does at the end of season one with that i believe doomsday is probably going to be a one or two episode villain he's probably going to get end up getting released and they're going to have to take him down so he's probably going to have a small character you know villain arc in this particular show. With Lobo, Lobo's probably actually going to come in as a supporting character to kind of hunt somebody. That's what he's there to do. He's not necessarily a villain. He's more of a bounty hunter. So he'll probably come in for an episode here or there to say, I don't know, try to capture Seg or whatever they're going to be. Whoever sent him after them, you know, to hunt. Whoever sent him to hunt somebody. We're going to get to see that. And I'm guaranteeing it's probably going to be connected somehow to General Zod in this particular show. You know, Brainiac, he's probably going to be that that subtle villain, that subtle arc, because we saw his arc all throughout season one. That was his big main arc. And now that he's trapped in the Phantom Zone with Seg, we're going to get to see kind of how Seg has to work with Brainiac to get out of the Phantom Zone. This guy who he absolutely hates, who in the comics... And in the TV show, tries to shrink Candor and put it in a bottle. I mean, we get to see all of that tension because he's stuck with him. There's nothing he can really do. So we're probably going to get to see him kind of come out of that subtle arc over, you know, the next couple episodes probably. See him kind of become more the big bad villain that Brainiac is in the comics. But Zod's probably going to end up being the main villain of this show. I mean, out of all of these villains, who would you say is probably your favorite villain? Hmm. I'll have to say Brainiac. He's the one 
I know the most about overall and everything. He's the most interesting because, I mean, General Zod, he's the rest of the Kryptonian race pretty much. Right. But Brainiac just has his own thing going. Yeah. And, you know, that's what's really cool about it. I mean, sci-fi is doing a lot of cool shows. Another one that I'm super excited about is Winona Earp. And the reason I'm excited about that one is because it's also based off of a comic series, if my information here is correct. And what sucks about this is I went through all three seasons super quick. And, you know, waiting for season four, I'm like, okay, when's this coming out? When's this coming out? I find out that IDW, the production company behind Winona Earp, doesn't have the money to make season four and five which it's contractually obligated by sci-fi to make. So Winona Earp is in production limbo. We had the actress, she tweeted out, I believe in February, that instead of being in production, that they were on hold because IDW doesn't have the money to make it. They're trying to sell off international rights and all that other kind of stuff to the show to get the money to make season four and season five. Have you seen Winona Earp? I know a lot of people don't really know when I say Winona Earp. I kind of came onto it by accident. I stumbled upon it on Netflix. No, I've seen trailers for it, but unfortunately I can't pick up sci-fi where I'm living. Yeah. But like I said... Most I've seen are trailers. Yeah, Netflix is the way to go. They have, I believe, the first three seasons on Netflix, which oh, hell yeah. is really awesome. It's a show to definitely check into. Okay. We get to see, you know, Winona Earp with the Peacemaker, which is a gun that sends demons to hell when wielded. It caught my interest. Right. <laughs> it's so cool. And there's just such a great storyline to it. You definitely got to check it out. It is one of those shows that will leave you wanting more and wanting to get season four and season five done, IDW. We want the show, and we want it now. So please make it, and we will be the most loyal fan base that you could ever ask for. <laughs> or the most pissed off. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, you get one or the other. You can't have both. And with that, we're going to talk a little bit more about some other upcoming shows. One of my favorite, and probably one of the best ones that I've seen this past year, would have to be Umbrella Academy. Umbrella Academy, even though it was a short couple episodes, it caught my attention like that. Everybody was like, you gotta watch Umbrella Academy. You gotta watch it. It's so good and I'm like I don't really have the time to watch it and then I watched it and I binge watched it and like one day probably like I want to say six or seven hours boom I was done with it and what's really exciting guys and gals is that season two is on the way we had a recent photo released by Gerald Way the the writer the creator of the Umbrella Academy the singer of My Chemical Romance. <laughs> exactly. We got to see a picture with him and some of the cast members doing a table read for Season 2, Episode 1. We could be seeing Umbrella Academy Season 2 as early as this fall, as late as Spring 2020, which is super exciting because they are going to be 10 episodes and they're going to be an hour long each. So that is going to be some much-needed Umbrella Academy right there. Unless, of course, you're Ryan, who binge-watches it and one day. <laughs> exactly. But when you put it on Netflix, what are we going to do? I mean, I binge watched Lucifer in a matter of hours because they put it all on Netflix. I right. mean, it just happens when you are able to binge watch. You can just sit down for one nah, sitting. You got to use easier. it in moderation. See, I don't like moderation. I don't like waiting for the shows to come out. I do it. I do it with a lot of shows that I watch now, like the 100, iZombie, all that other stuff. Right. But when you put it all out on Netflix, if I get into it, I'm doing it. That's why I haven't gotten to Game of Thrones yet. Everybody's like, oh my God, you need to watch right. Game of Thrones. But I'm like, there are eight seasons. Do you want me to not have a life for the next like six weeks? 
Oh, well, I'll just leave you in disappointment, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, we got other big networks kind of coming into it, too. So not only we have sci-fi, Netflix, we got Amazon Prime Video stepping up to the plate with their dropping of the TV show The Boys on July 26, which is focused around The Seven, which is a fictitious character group called The Seven, which are pretty much superheroes that act above the law and the boys are a group of people that hunt down these lunatics these superheroes that think they don't have to abide by our laws and they pretty much spank their asses i mean that's what they say in the trailer right and i mean you've seen the trailer what oh, are your yeah. thoughts on the boys oh man it looks hilarious it, it, it's a fresh take on the superhero genre i yeah. can say that i mean you have deadpool who's still yeah he acts above the law but he goes about it in the vigilante manner right he's uh he's still there to protect and serve he's not a dickhead about it yeah and in the boys they are all pretty much dickheads <laughs> yes i was just reading some some of the comic book history on some of these characters and it'll be interesting to see which seven that they focus on because there are a lot of different people that come and go with the seven because right. they die they get resurrected they leave the group they get spanked right <laughs> exactly so there are a lot that they're going to be focusing on and i'm just curious to see how they're going to do that and how successful it's going to be because there seems to be a lot of blood, a lot of gore, a lot of cussing, a lot of death. And it looks like it's going to be a show that I get hooked on. How about you? Do you think this is something that when it comes out in July, is something you're going to be watching right off the bat? I hope so. Right? I hope so. <laughs> I mean, especially on being on Amazon Prime Video. I mean, you can't go wrong with that. You got Amazon Prime. You got access to the show. Exactly. So, you know, go and watch it. It's going to be fantastic. And I'm super excited to kind of see where they go with, with these characters. We usually, like you said, we see characters in kind of the heroic manner. Even some of the villains, we don't see them go deep and dark. Right. Like this. And from what I've watched on the trailer, I got to say, this this gets bloody. So if you're not a fan of blood and gore, this show is definitely not for you. But you know what could be a show for you? HBO's Watchmen, which is coming out fall 2019. I know so many people that are excited for that. What are your thoughts on the Watchmen show coming? I hope we see the big blue dong. Oh, yeah. my God. <laughs> no. Blue Jesus. Right? Yeah. Yeah. But no, I think it's going to be interesting. The movie actually wasn't bad. Everyone was just mad, it seemed like, over that whole instance with his blue dong. I'm... I'm honestly excited for it. I know that from what the trailers look like that we got a, a group of not separatists, but kind of a not a terrorist group, but a group that's trying to kind of fight back and they adopt what? Rorsch? I always say Rorschester, but I don't think that's right. That sounds like a sauce. You know, that guy with the moving face, can't think of his name right now, but they adopt his mask. And it's like an army of people with his mask on their face. And it looks totally creepy as crap. I mean, it's like New Mutants level shit right there. Except it's actually coming out. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. Actually, New Mutants is supposed to be getting a new release date in 2020. Supposed to. Supposed to. We'll see. They got to do reshoots on it, but table that. HBO's Watchmen looks like it's going to be great. I'm super excited to see. I know they've already started casting for it and getting all this stuff done, so I'm excited to see who they really get into the, the characters. Um, I don't know if there's any well-known actors or actresses that they have playing in their roles from the, the list of the names that I saw. I didn't really see any that stood out, but I'm always you know into anything superhero-related TV right. shows. I watched The Tick on Amazon Prime, for God's sake, and that's a TV show that you wouldn't think you'd get into, but then you watch it 
and it's so kind of stupid that you're like, oh, this is really good. Yeah, stupid comedy. It's just one of those things that you don't really have to be in a specific mood for. That's true. And speaking of, I believe, uh, an AMC show, since we're going to be talking a little bit about AMC now, is we got Preacher Season 4 coming out August 4th. It's going to be fantastic because it's going to be their last season. Not saying that I want Preacher to end, but if you've stuck around from Preacher Season 1 to Season 3, you know shit has gotten real. It is hitting the fan several times over. There's also a little bit of news that I thought was interesting. They're actually moving to Australia for filming because of tax credits. So that'll be interesting to see. I'm kind of interested to see where they go. From what I've heard, I haven't seen season three yet, but I guess they kill Satan. I guess we get to see more of Jesus's descendant, Dipper Doo or whatever the hell his (laughs) name was. (laughs) It was was something bad. He was incest from like day he was born. It's bad. I mean, there is some weird... We get Saints of Killers, which is actually a really cool character that they had in the comic series. Right. We could see a lot of them. We could see, you know, him with Genesis. We could see everything. Cassidy the Vampire. It's it's fantastic. Sounds like a lot of stuff takes place in Florida. Oh, a lot of, I believe season three took place in like the boonies and like the swamp areas. So it kind of reminded me of like New Orleans style okay. stuff. Oh, so yeah. yeah, that was interesting. I'm curious to kind of see where they go with Preacher and how they end it. I mean, it is a Seth Rogen written show. So he can't be too happy that his show's ending but I mean it makes sense Seth Rogen also did Future Man and both of those shows just kind of you're like what the heck did I just watch that was like right. a bu- whoa, 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 what why is there why is there a dong inside of a sealed plastic bag what the hell are we watching <laughs> Man, what is this I'm pretty sure that when Seth Rogen and James Franco film or make anything they're just constantly high and just acting their normal self so yeah I'm I'm glad that Seth Rogen wrote those two specific shows right I'm excited to see where he kind of goes with it now that he knows that it's going to be the fourth and final season where he's going to go and how he's going to close it and he's probably going to close it in some epic way because it's Seth Rogen I I mean, come on. Yeah, he isn't going to go down like Game of Thrones. <laughs> oh, oh, gosh. Game of Thrones jab again. <laughs> Speaking of jabs, a lot of people like to jab at this next show we're going to be talking about, which is actually Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Season 6 just came out, and they're already starting production on Season 7. It does drop from 22 episodes to 13, but still, we've got two two series already in the works for I, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. they're finally finding a formula. Quality over quantity. Right? <laughs> I mean, that's the way to go. Look at Netflix. Netflix did it with Lucifer season five or Lucifer season four with instead of 22 to 24 episodes, they did 10. Right. I mean, you can cut out a lot of that fat and you can get straight to the point and it makes it a little bit more enjoyable. Oh, yeah. You know, we got Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. season you know, we got, I believe there are five or six episodes in, and there's just, there's a lot of stuff going down. If you've seen the trailers for season seven, we know that Phil Coulson, we could see a different take on him. He's not going to be playing the good guy that he's played in the past five seasons. He's playing somebody else from a different dimension, oh, from yeah. a different universe, and he's evil. So we get to see an evil Phil Coulson, guys, and our favorite agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. have to fight him. I don't know how you feel about that, but I think that is going to blow my mind. I put off watching the first episode of it the first couple episodes because I don't think I'm ready for it I love Phil Coulson he's been there since day one of Avengers I don't know how I'm gonna feel about seeing him playing a bad guy 
guess you're going to have to get over it and get used to it. <laughs> right? That's going to be an interesting one. I know that Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is actually a lot more popular. It was way more popular than Daredevil, which is surprising. Interesting. But, yeah, I mean, everybody loves to take jabs at Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. It's just, like, why? It's it's the best-rated show of all of the shows on Netflix and ABC. I and... guess so, because the rest of them got pulled. <laughs> <laughs> there was reasons behind that, but, you know, with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., I believe ABC, they have a, you know, standing deal with Disney. That's why they... If I'm not mistaken, Disney owns part of ABC. Yeah, so, so. that's, that's kind of why, you know, like Hulu's got such a good deal with them now. They're yeah. 60% owned by Disney. They are six. Everything's starting to become Disney. Exactly. By the time you're done listening to this, you are going to be Disney. Exactly. <laughs> Hail Disney, right? Hail, Hail Disney. Disney. <laughs> oh, my gosh. So, yeah, we got season seven coming. It's already in production. And that's that's going to be great. I'm super excited to see where they go. I mean, it's crazy that they've already filmed the 13 episodes for season six and they're jumping into season seven already. Like, where are they going to go with it? I mean, we had seen evil Phil Coulson. Are we going to see him, like, disappear? Like, is he going to be good again or is he going to be gone from the show in season seven? Who knows? But tune in. Check out the episodes. Five to six episodes in. Check it out. Let me know what you think. Next on the docket, we've got... Fear the Walking Dead. Season 5 premiered June 2nd. It's already about, I think, three to five episodes in, and everybody's loving it because we get to see another crossover. So, in season 4, we got to see Morgan from The Walking Dead do a crossover into Fear the Walking Dead, and now he's a main character in Fear the Walking Dead because, spoiler alert, they like to kill actors like The Walking Dead does. So, there are probably, I think, two of the main cast left from Fear the Walking Dead season 1. And we get to see Morgan become one of those heroes that steps in and kind of makes a role for himself but in season five i believe it's in episode three we got to see dwight from the i think it was season seven and eight and i think he was in nine of the walking dead crossover into fear the walking dead we get to see his interaction as he gets to meet up with morgan again and a lot of people are loving it we get to see dwight i don't know if he's going to be a series regular or if he's going to be on the show more than a couple episodes but i gotta say i'm excited i love when they do the little crossover events right what are your thoughts on that kind of stuff oh yeah it's great because i mean you get to finally see where these characters have been at what they've been doing because when morgan was gone for god knows how long in the seasons and he finally just came back all looney tuned right i was like what the hell happened to him yeah so, where did he go right so it's nice whenever now that they got these different shows that they can start elaborating on that more yeah and they're really trying to build this universe so incredibly so that they're doing a spin-off trilogy to take place after the walking dead season 10 and it's supposed to be focused around rick grimes that's gonna be interesting because the actor who played rick grimes he left you know, right. season nine. After I think it was a couple episodes into season nine, they do a send off, which I totally ruined, and <laughs> I'm not gonna talk about that because it has me so bitter. But um, but you Ryan, know. the movies. Yeah. So <laughs> you know, they got the movies, and apparently he's cool to come back. I know the actor who plays Rick Grimes is actually supposed to be coming back for season ten to direct an episode, which is really cool. We get to see him kind of back in action on set. We don't really get to see him as Rick Grimes again, but we will get to see him in I think the coming years, probably the next. I want to say five to seven years we're going to get to see hopefully a trilogy i know that one's probably going to be in the making in the next probably couple months or year yeah and based on how good that does you know amc is going to step it up and do two and three they might do all of them at the same time they might pull james cameron and do two through five 
of Avatar. Who knows? <laughs> they could just want to get it out so that they have content for their streaming service. Who knows what they're going to do, but I'm kind of excited to see where they're going to go with it after season 10 because it's crazy that The Walking Dead is 10 seasons in and they're finally just touching on the Whisperers oh, and all uh, these <laughs> other main villains that they could have touched on so much earlier in the series. Right. We're finally getting to them now and I believe some of the showrunners and writers saying they got they could easily do 20 seasons of The Walking Dead. And I'm like... They I could, but should <laughs> is the real question. They've got enough material. I get rephrase that. They've got enough material to do 20 seasons of right. The Walking Dead. I don't know if I want to see 20 seasons of The Walking Dead. That might be cool if they can revamp it. Right. With extending this universe, Fear the Walking Dead, the trilogy, The Walking Dead. They've done all kinds of stuff for this particular show, and I'm just curious to see if they're going to, you know, do some more with it, open up this universe for, you know, something something a little bit more, like maybe do a breakout. I've I've kind of wanted to see more of a, a breakout story from a different point. Like, we get to see in the Fear of the Walking Dead a breakout in Los Angeles. Right. But I would kind of like to see it, you know, kind of play out a little bit differently. Kind of like a Black Summer vibe. So, Black Summer is a, is a prequel series that they did for Z Nation, for any other, okay. you know, comedy zombie fans out there. Black Summer is freaking hardcore. It was completely different from Z Nation and it told this prequel story. It was I believe like six to eight episodes and it was hardcore like straight. They've got a goal. They're trying to get there. It ends. Boom. You're like whoa what did I just watch? They need to do something like that because the zombies in The Walking Dead they're cool but they're not scary. They're not like shit your pants scary. They're like Oh, wow, that's that's a walker. Oh, God. Oh, no. Yeah. They're walking. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so with that, I would love to see kind of a Black Summer take on the origin of the virus in the Walking Dead universe. Kind of like a mix between Black Summer and Resident Evil type thing. Like, get crazy with these zombies. I mean, right. why do they all look like humans? Why can't they be deformed? Why can't they be massive looking, nuked by radiation? Like, give <laughs> us some, some difference, some creative difference here. Let's see some different types of zombies. What are your thoughts? Are you a big Walking Dead fan? I was. It's kind of just become more of a soap opera to me, but yeah. I do agree that they should definitely get more in-depth with the whole zombie storytelling rather than the soap opera yeah. aspect because it's pretty much the same shit I've watched since last season and the season before that. Yeah, I totally understand that. I know we had a lot of actors leave season 9. I know the girl who played, the actress who played Maggie yep. left to do Whiskey Cat. Cavalier, which was a great TV show, by the way, if anybody wants to watch that. It's a great comedy spy TV show, which got canceled <laughs> after one season. So she'll probably be back. Knowing, Most likely. Yeah, I mean, The Walking Dead is... Paycheck. It's massive. <laughs> yeah. So they could definitely they wrote her off so that she could come back. What, she left? Rick left? We had a bunch of them. Carl? I mean, he died. Like, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, they killed off a lot of people, and apparently in season nine. I haven't finished season nine, but I've heard they've killed off a lot of people. And it's kind of kind of a new cast. They were talking about a time jump for season ten, even though they did a time jump at the end of season nine or in season nine at some point. They're so. gonna keep time jumping until it's just a brand new set of people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So who knows where we're gonna go with that? But speaking of platforms that are getting into it, you know, other than like AMC Sci-Fi and all that other jazz, we got Hulu. Hulu's kind of the big contender, other than Disney Plus. I mean, granted, Disney owns sixty percent of Hulu, but still, Hulu has got some plans in the making, and I. I'm super excited to talk about this because not only do we got a Marvel's Runaway Season 3 that have kind of has begun production with a possible crossover into Cloak and Dagger, we've got animated series like Howard the Duck, Modoc, Dazzler and Tigra, and Hitmonkey. So we got a lot of shows coming. I know they have a, they're wanting to try to get the new Warriors onto 
Hulu as well with Squirrel Girl and all those all those other characters, which had a pilot shot, but then one was rejected by Freeform. They're trying to get that on there, which would be great because New Warriors is something that I've wanted to see for quite some time now. We've got Ghost Rider and Hellstrom or Hellstorm, Son of Satan. We see those two TV shows that are definitely coming to Hulu in 2020. And I'm just, I'm excited to see how it's going to play out. I know that uh, Gabriel Luna, the guy who plays Ghost Rider in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., is actually coming back to play that same version, Robbie Reyes, in the Ghost Rider story. It's not going to be canon with ABC. It's going to be something completely different. So we're not going to get to see a continuation of his story arc from Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which everybody wants to see. But we're going to kind of see a new origin to how he became Ghost Rider and what he does with that. I mean, the budget's going to have to be massive. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. had to write him out of the script because his his skull was so crazy expensive, the flaming skull, <laughs> that they couldn't afford it with their budget. They couldn't afford that effect. And I gotta say... No, they could have totally afforded it and then just canceled the show after. Exactly. I mean, they could have done that, but I would have loved to see more of Ghost Rider. That skull oh. was freaking awesome. Oh, yeah. That is by far the best adaptation of any Ghost Rider that I've seen. And I was a big fan of the original Ghost Rider with Nicolas, Nicolas Cage. Cage. I was gonna say Johnny Cage. Yeah, it was a cool movie. Yeah. I just think he was a little old to play the part. Yeah, possibly. And then you got Ghost Rider 2, which was just another another ball game. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> you know, what are your thoughts on some of these, like the crossover with uh, Runaways and Cloak and Dagger, Howard the Duck, Modoc, Dazzler and Tiger, the animated series, and just like the new Warriors Ghost Rider and Hellstrom. What are your thoughts on all these characters finally coming together? It's a lot. It's, uh, it's interesting to see how they're going to pull it off. But, like you said, Disney owns majority of Hulu now. So, and Disney, I feel, has been doing a terrific job with a lot of their stuff movies everything so i feel like it's gonna be very good i'm definitely interested out of all of these the most ghost rider oh yeah yeah just because i like you i enjoyed the the og with nicholas cage again didn't really watch spirit of a vengeance tried it i was like yeah i saw that in theater (laughs) oh my gosh i'm sorry for your (laughs) disappointment (laughs) i mean i love the blue flames but that was probably about it (laughs) right yeah like it's cool it had good moments yeah and i mean it was probably better than x-men origins Or Wolverine Origins. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) So, but yeah, so Ghost Rider is probably one of my favorite vigilante superhero type characters in the comic series. Yeah, Yeah, that's the one that I'm most excited for out of all of this. Yeah, it'll it'll be interesting. I know that... uh... With the animated series, Howard the Duck, Modoc, Dazzler and Tiger, and Hitmonkey, that they're trying to draw in a younger audience. And it's easier to do these as animated shows. I mean, they did tease Howard the Duck a couple of times in, like, Guardians of the Galaxy and stuff. Right. But he was kind of the butt of all jokes. And what's really cool is we're actually going to see, like, the offenders. Like, they're going to bring all of these characters together in kind of a defenders-type thing, the offenders. Right. And we get to see them all in this animated show come together and do all this cool stuff. And I'm kind of I'm excited to kind of see it. I don't know how I'm going to feel about an animated series for Howard the Duck or Modoc or Dazzler or Tiger or Hitmonkey. I'm not really into Hitmonkey that much. I know a lot of people in Japan are because I believe it's a Japanese-style thing. But, you know, this... I'm not sure. Howard the Duck might be funny. It might not be on my priority, right. like uh, Ghost Rider, Hellstrom. I mean, it can't be any worse than the OG movie. Yeah. You know, the New Warriors is something else that I'm I'm really looking forward to. I don't know if you've ever heard of Squirrel Girl. 
I've heard of her. Yeah. yeah. I've seen a lot about it, especially when this first got announced. Yeah, and it's so sad that Freeform, that they had the show, the pilot made, right. and they've got all the actors on standby, but then they're like, oh, we can't find it, a uh, spot to put it in our schedule this, you know, this year. We're going to put it in next year. And then they're like, nah, we don't want to do it anymore. Kick the bucket. So everybody's hoping that they get to do the new Warriors on Hulu, just right. like Everybody's hoping that Hulu is going to revive the Netflix shows that were canceled. We God, got... I can so much hope. Oh, my gosh. I am right there with you, man, because I've, I've heard a lot on this from um, from Hulu. Right. And how they are so open to bringing back some of the shows, which is it kind of sucks because they end up wording it weirdly where they're like, we're going to pick a couple of them. We're not going to bring them all back. Right. And I'm like, dang it. So we're not going to get to see all of them back, which is what I want. Oh, no, we're not going to be able to see. See the all immortal Iron Fist, Danny Rand. Well, and you know, ironically enough, wouldn't that be funny if that's one of the ones that they picked? I would be kind of pissed, actually. <laughs> I mean, okay, Daredevil, they got to bring it back. Punisher, they got to bring it back. Okay, Jessica Jones, they ended it very well. If they didn't want to bring back Jessica Jones, I'm fine with that. That's cool. Luke Cage, if they wanted to bring it back, cool. If not, they kind of ended that well too. Became kind of the balance as a crime boss, you know? Right. Big head honcho. That's fine. So Jessica Jones. Luke Cage, boom, already good. Iron Fist, his story wasn't done, okay? His story wasn't done, and we need to finish his story because we are good. Fine, I'll finish the story exactly. for you. I'll finish it for you. I'm Danny Ranth, the immortal Iron Fist, and this is my story. There you I go. Just, <laughs> I just need to see it, okay? You know, we get to see him wielding two power fists at the end of season two. Two, going after the original Iron Fist's weapon that allows him to shoot Chi out of a freaking gun. I mean, this is a story that needs to be told, okay? I know a lot of people hated season one. I'm totally there with you. 1.5 was kind of the defenders, kind of let you focus a little bit more on Danny Rand's Iron Fist. Season two was where it's at. You haven't seen it. You need to see it. It's awesome. But yeah, Daredevil, they need to bring that back. They need to bring back the Punisher because, I mean, who doesn't like blood, guts, and gore? I mean, he, and I think 75 to 80% of the show he's covered in his blood or somebody else's blood. I mean, who doesn't like Frank Castle to begin with? I mean, who doesn't like John Bernathal? Um, <laughs> who doesn't like him as Frank Castle? I mean, he is like literally the perfect cast. We're, he is. I've been talking about this with some of my other guests, and it's just Marvel. Anything related to Marvel, they are so good with their casting. It is crazy. From the movies to the TV shows, and even some of the DC Arrowverse shows, like their casting is spot on. Grant Gustin as The Flash, as Barry Allen. Perfect. I'm not a big fan of Ezra Miller in the movies exactly. as the Flash. Agreed. I'm not a big fan, but Grant Gustin, holy crap. Stephen Amell is Green Arrow, holy crap. That's great. Yeah, he does a fantastic job other than him acting like Batman right. for the majority of the show. But So, you know, all these shows, they're getting on point with their acting. Oh, it's yeah. about dang time. It's phenomenal. A lot of things have changed in the last 10 years when it comes to those. You look at some of the earlier shows. I mean, even the original Watchmen movie. I mean, they were spot on with some of them too with some of the casting. I mean, the guy who played Orm in Aquaman, he was also in Watchmen and he was perfectly cast for the character that he played. Are you saying Andrew Garfield wasn't perfect for Spider-Man? Okay, I liked Andrew Garfield's Spider-Man costume, but the fact 
that Andrew Garfield didn't really care too much about his role as Spider-Man is the reason why it got canceled. Straight up. Are you saying George Clooney wasn't a good Batman? Oh, God. <laughs> That's generational. Batmans are always generational. I mean, we've got Robert Patterson playing the Batman now in the new trilogy. Yep. And people are probably going to be like, oh, I'm, I hate that. That's so stupid. Recuster. You can't, I fucking hate Twilight. Exactly. You can't sparkle. He's Batman. You know, with that, the new generation that comes up in this era, they're, that's going to be their Batman. And who knows? He fits the look of Batman. I've seen some concept art, and he looks great. Agreed. So who knows where they're going to go with that. I'm hoping that everything, talking about Hulu, I'm really hoping that Hulu brings those shows back. I know we went off on a little rant there. (laughs) But I'm hoping that they bring it back because Hulu has kind of become the place for Disney to kind of put their more rated R stuff. We've got Disney Plus that's going to be coming out with the more family-friendly stuff. And we got to have another spot for all this other darker content. And I think Hulu is the way to go. But with that, that just about wraps us up for time today. I wanted to thank all of you for joining in with us today here at The Comet Cast. I hope you learned a thing or two. I know that I definitely did. Don't forget to like and subscribe to my YouTube channel, Comet Comics, as well as check out my Instagram page, at Comet Comics underscore official. Plug. To continue our conversations that we've had today, we've had a lot of them. We threw it down, and we threw it down hard. If you have any suggestions for a deeper dive, please let me know by commenting on either my Instagram page or my youtube channel with the hashtag comic cast throwdown as always this is ryan and i'm mr digital and this is, is the, the comic cast, cast.